Hello and welcome to the Mindfully Stoic podcast where we discuss the art of living a good life. My name's Ryan and here is my good friend Brennan. How are you doing, Brennan? Doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So uh, basically what we want to do today is give an example of how we want the podcast to roll. And so he's going to ask me a few questions about the podcast and just kind of my background in history. And we'll go from there. So let's get started. All right. Let's get into it. Uh, so what inspired you to start the Mindfully Stoic podcast? As far as the podcast goes, I wanted to create something where we could discuss the wisdom of everyday people. Because you think of all the people and all the gurus you see out there that uh, have their have their quotes, their wisdom, and, and they share those things. And you think, oh, that's great. But you don't think about the billions of people that exist right now that are just regular people that have everyday lives. It's not flashy or anything, but they have a practical philosophy. They live it. They embody it. And we look up to these people. These people are in our communities, in our families, our friends. Um, and even though they might not be perfect, they not, may not they might not ever be famous. Uh, they their voice deserves to be heard. And I think there's a lot of wisdom that's really going to waste. For sure. Yeah. Um, so why do you think it's important to share stories of you know, regular people? I think that's just regular life. You know, that's everyday life. That's what everybody, um, that, that is what is reality, right? And so you see Instagram and you see all these, um, all these flashy things that are in our face all the times. And you're like, Oh, I want to aspire to be just like that. But Mm -hmm. really, do we, do we really need to aspire to be, um, to be on display? Like what's wrong with living a normal life uh, with a typical family or whatever, um, a normal job and living your best life as possible. Like it doesn't need to be glamorous. We don't need to be famous or wealthy, but there's just a lot of wisdom and, and beauty in living a simple life. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, living your best life varies from person to person. Pretty, yeah, pretty huge. Yeah, definitely. And the thing with wisdom too, like there are some times where it's better to act in one way than another, you know? So it's like there, there could be some contradictory wisdom depending on the person, their background mm-hmm. experiences, and depending on the situation they're in. So I'm curious to see kind of how that all plays out and how people live their best lives, to be honest. So, yeah. Cool. All right. Um, so how did you come up with the format for this podcast and what are you hoping to achieve through conversations with guests? Um, I, I just want to have this podcast to be a space where people can express their thoughts, articulate their values and personal philosophy and um, really to catalog all that because there's so many human beings that are just normal that need their voice to be heard or that can impact people on a wide scale. And with technology now these days compared to a hundred years ago, the average Joe can have their voice heard by you know, hundreds and millions of people. Yeah. Um, where this is this is kind of the space that I want to create for the average person. All right, you ready to get in uh, to some background stuff? Let's do it. All right. So, tell us a bit about your childhood and upbringing, and how that influenced you, uh, to influenced you uh, to who you are today. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you and I have similar backgrounds, right? So Mm. we both grew up in a very small town here in Utah. 
Um, and as you can guess, it was a Mormon town, very, uh, very religious people, religious community. It really bled into all aspects of our lives. Um, and then for me personally, like I, I, I took that to heart, very religious growing up. Um, I feel like it was very good for me growing up because it gave me guidance, gave me something to do, uh, kept me out of trouble for the most part. Mm. Um, I feel like that's where I met you mostly, right? I think we yeah. were in church. Yeah, right? that's where we, uh, <laughs> yeah. where we really became friends was in church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. picking up or eating grapes on the fence, <laughs> skipping Sunday school. Yep, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so I'd say like that, having a Mormon mindset really shaped my background. Um, and so it wasn't until, um, I, I mean, I, I guess backing up like through teenage years, everything else, very devout. Um, as Mormons know, like going on a mission, went on a mission, got married in the temple, obviously I was baptized, had the priesthood, all that stuff. Um, and I was Mormon for a very long time until I was about 28. I started seriously questioning the faith. Um, and that was not out of, I feel like I had a pretty healthy way of looking at it at the time, whereas like, if this is true, if this is all of reality, it needs to be examined more. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to be essentially uh, uh, an apologist or a light or some sort of guide to people that are going through difficulties in their faith. And so I wanted to look at the other side of the arguments, you know, what are the reasons against Mormonism? Um, And so that's really kind of took me, took me for a loop. So I went into a deep dive of history and analyze things and it was an excruciating, excruciating two to three years, I would say, mm. of really looking into things and um, diving into the history, social aspects of the church. And uh, really, at the end of the day, I, I lost my faith. And so I found meditation, journaling, um, exploring different philosophies. All of these things really helped me to get my um, to really just to get back, back back on the horse, really just to get back and return to life because I was obsessively going over documents and documents and history and trying to figure out the meaning of life and do so quick or else, you know, like things were just not looking good. Yeah. You know, I was super depressed, anxious all the time. I hid that pretty well for, from a lot of people I feel. Um, but, but again, like going back to meditation journal, journaling and exploring different philosophies, those things helped me tremendously so that I could uh, basically be a functioning human again. Yeah. But, but yeah, so that's a little bit about my background and how essentially how I started the YouTube channel. All, but. Right. All right. So um, what are some of the most significant events or experiences you've had in your life and how have they shaped your perspective? Um, I would say one, I guess the major event um, that happened, like I mentioned the faith crisis thing, and that was it really terrible, but, uh, um, I'd say just the passing of my father when I was about seven years old. So that was, I mean, that shaped quite a bit of who I am. So mm-hmm. instead of having a father figure in the house to look, look into, uh, or look up to, um, and I, I still look up to him and he, he was great. You know, obviously he's very service oriented and, um, yeah, but, it was, it was tough not having someone in the home. And so, um, I feel like I had to, 
had to be my own man, had to, had to, ma- had to make myself into something. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't have a blueprint to look up to or someone to uh, bounce ideas around with. Um, so I'd say j- just going through that and um, how that affected my entire family, I'm the youngest of four, um, it, it really shaped me. And I feel like in a way it kind of primed me for um, stoicism and some some things because I feel like that's why it resonated with me just because I had an experience of death so at such a young age where you know um, in stoicism we talk about memento mori remember your death and I feel like that is kind of ingrained in me because that happened at such a young age like I'm always thinking oh like today could be the day that I die Um, and and so really I have that in the back of my head Maybe, I don't think it's an unhealthy way, but uh, it's it happens quite a bit where it's like, yeah, like your loved ones and you yourself can die at any point. And like, but we kind of just gloss over our own mortality each and every day. And we're like, oh, this is completely normal. We're, we're all going to live forever. But um, until it happens, it, it can wreck you if you're not prepared. So Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, really no one expects anything like that to happen to them. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Well, especially like at a young age, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not saying this was like the worst thing ever that's ever happened to someone. But for me, you know, it, was, it left a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. For sure. All right. Um, have there been any particular challenges or struggles you've faced in your life that have been especially difficult to overcome? Any challenge? I would say because I didn't have someone to look up to. I mean, I guess I did have a few people to look up to, but I feel like uh, confidence-wise, I didn't feel extremely confident throughout my life. You know, didn't know exactly who I was. Even though I had a religion and, like, I was grounded with that, um, I still didn't feel overly confident with that. And so um, I'd say just kind of being more comfortable in my own skin and accepting that and just trying to... Um, really be comfortable with myself. I'd say, uh, probably in my twenties, I was the, the, the thing that I improved on the most. Cause I feel like I wasn't sure of who I was, my identity. And I guess it is the twenties, you know, like as how everybody feels in their twenties, it's more of like an identity crisis type mm-hmm. thing. Um, but yeah, so I'd say just kind of being more comfortable with, with who I am, with my skin, being comfortable with not knowing things. Cause I feel like, um, especially growing up in Mormonism is a very black and white thing, whereas there's, there's no room for middle ground. And so getting over that black and white thinking and just embracing the gray essentially yeah. is, I think was crucial to kind of my own, my own development. But yeah. And, uh, just to touch on that a little bit, it was, uh, I mean, tell me your experience with this, with the whole black and white thing. It's, uh, you're kind of taught not to question. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah, definitely. And so like, and if you question it's within the right parameters, right? right? Yeah. So that was, uh, just for me personally, then that was, uh, a weird experience for me being like, it's okay to do that. Yeah. Like giving yourself permission to, to actually ask questions and to be like, to even say, I don't know. Like right. that was like the most freeing thing. I remember, you know, talking with a different friend of ours and um, I remember the time where we were like, yeah, we're going to be 
call ourselves agnostic Mormons, you know? And we thought like that was the like most edgy thing that we could ever think of, you know, like, yeah, like, but like, it was such a freeing thing just to even express that. Yeah. I mean like, yeah, we're agnostic Mormons. Like this is our tradition where we like our main beliefs, but we don't know if it's true or not. You know, it's like, this is our best, our best guess. So yeah, for sure. Absolutely. All right. Moving on. Um, let's move on to some of your values and beliefs. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the most important values that guide your life and how did you come to adopt them? I feel like they, they just manifest in themselves to me. Like as life goes on, you've kind of, I don't know if the values kind of are ingrained into, into you and you finally articulate them or if it's like you actually physically or if you you mentally pick out those values if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but i'd say the three that i can think of off the top of my head is uh gratitude compassion and authenticity um so those are the values that i i feel like if you were to adopt those values you would live a pretty damn good life Mm -hmm. right um gratitude specifically kind of going with that memento mori idea is like i'm i'm very grateful for everything i have i'm cognizant cognizant of all the terrible things that have happened in the world uh, you know both past present and probably and most likely future um but really just being grateful for everything i'm given every day that i have knowing that death can come at any moment you know and that's in my opinion that's it you know and so uh try to make the best of it um as far as compassion you know i feel like um kind of how the Stoics Stoics talked. Um, They talked about living according to nature. So um, they talked about it's something that sets us apart from other animals is being rational, uh, language, you know, such such things like that, and then also our sense of community. And so compassion, community, doing good to others, or um, really this podcast or YouTube channel, I want to do something that benefits the whole and not just me. Because I know it's not just me, you know, there's, there's, if I were to live just for myself, I don't think that would be a very virtuous life. I don't think that'd be a very fulfilling life. Um, and lastly, the, the authenticity portion or the authenticity value. Um, I feel like that's crucial for me because I, I feel like if you're not authentic with me, I have a difficult time liking you as a person. So if I meet someone for the first time and they seem very fake to me, and, may, and we all wear masks, you know, we all sure. wear, you know, yeah. these facades when we're going out and about. Um, but but I love these deep conversations and really opening up and and being my my authentic self, you know. And so I, I, I feel like for years growing up as Mormon, I felt like I had to fit this mold. You know, like if I wasn't doing this, if I wasn't reading scriptures and trying to be the best Mormon I could possibly be, then, you know, like, what is this all for? Yeah. But um, but I just figure, you know, like be authentic, be yourself. And that's, that's a key to a happy life, you know? So gratitude, compassion, authenticity. I like but, that, I like that yeah. a lot. All right. So are there any particular beliefs or principles that you hold especially dear? And if so, why? Ooh, some beliefs I hold especially dear. Um, that's a tough one. I can't think of anything right now off the top of my head. I would say those values kind of encapsulate my thoughts at the moment. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'll 
Um, maybe move on to the next question. I might think of something else. Okay. But um, how do your values and beliefs align with the philosophy of Stoicism? Uh, yeah, so I kind of briefly mentioned that, but um, yeah, with gratitude, I feel like they they talk about the Stoics talk about gratitude a lot, and um, I feel like it the idea of impermanence is is pretty prominent in Buddhism and Stoicism. Just this idea that. Um, everything's going to pass away. Um, not everything is forever and just kind of accepting your own mortality. Mm -hmm. And that's not just death, you know, like we get sick or, you know, our bones break, we get frail, we get old, you know? Um, so I feel like, um, those values line up pretty well with stoicism, the gratitude. Also, I feel like just the four cardinal virtues within stoicism, I, I guess, um, I align with, or I agree with completely, you know, with courage, wisdom, temperance um and wisdom Did i say that courage temperance wisdom what am i thinking and moderation oh. something like that i i am blanking off those but but basically yeah so i i definitely agree with those ones um but yeah um there's other aspects of stoicism that i'm i don't agree with but okay yeah um Speaking of personal things, let's move on to your personal philosophies. Okay, yeah. Um, what do you believe is the purpose of life, and how does it shape your approach to living? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> I would say, so this is kind of where I disagree with the Stoics, where the Stoics believed in this um, divine logos, I guess is what you would call it. So this, um, the, the closest thing that we can kind of, think about it is it's pantheism it's where it's like god is everything in the universe um and i believe it was Zeno. he talked about how this logos is rationality you know and that's how we're capable of reasoning because this god is um basically reason itself and so we are kind of emulating that divine logos mm -hmm. um so i would uh, i don't know if it's just because of my background with mormonism and and everything like that i'm like that those um, those views seem a little bit too much. I don't think I could agree with that, but I would, I, I feel like I agree more with existentialism where it's about creating your own meaning in life. Um, I believe there's a quote by Viktor Frankl, Frankl, where he says the purpose of life is to give, or the meaning of life is to give life meaning. And so I feel like that's, that's kind of where I am at, where, um, and how it plays a role in my everyday life is like, okay, today is the day you got to give this day meaning, you know? And so it's yeah. like, engage in those passions, do something that kind of scares you or that really like, um, basically gives you purpose, meaning it could be something simple. doesn't have to be grand. You don't have to be a chosen people by God. You know, you can just do something useful for that day, do something you enjoy, um, and giving basically trying to create this world um, and make it better than once it, uh, that make the world better than um, it was when you first came. So, yeah. Yeah. That like makes if, sense. Yeah, yeah. If you like, if you want to start a podcast, start that. Podcast. Exactly. Just go do it. it this are. is probably a shitty podcast. So I'm sorry guys, but it's my first one. I'm just going ahead and doing it. It can only get better. <laughs> yeah. You'll have exponentially better guests. No. Uh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm the worst guest. <laughs> I am guest number one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so what do you believe is the key to living a fulfilling life? I think you, t you touched on that a bit. 
Um, and how do you how do you try to incorporate it into your daily routine? I think you kind of touched on that. Yeah, too. I kind of touched on that. But I would say, um, out of all the, those values, I'd say authenticity. Because if you're not being yourself, if you're trying to fit the mold of something else, or yeah. if you're just trying to follow whatever guru or prophet or really whatever, um, you're not going to be happy, you know, and, and you can be authentic and still do some of those things, you know, yeah. and still have some people that you look up to. Um, but I feel like, um, just being your authentic self is going to, um, improve your quality of life way more than, um, hiding or trying to put on a facade. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's taxing. It's mentally taxing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure most people know, but especially if you're like, you know, in retail or something like that, you're dealing with the general public. Yeah. You got to put on that face. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And it takes a toll. Yeah, definitely. And then you get home and you're just like, oh, I don't want to do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're just so exhausted. All that mental energy is going towards being fake, artificial. That's tough. Yeah. All right. So, um, do you have a personal mantra you can describe, uh, or a phrase that you live by and maybe how it's helped guide you, you know, to sit your decisions or actions? Okay. Yeah. I feel like I have a few, I, I stole a few from stoicism. Of course there's Memento Mori, Amor Fati. Um, uh, another one I like is from Epictetus is persist and resist. So it's like, persist with those uh, inner virtues that you have and resist those external influences on you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like that. Um, something kind of incorporating those values I talked about earlier. I, I think about it as like gratitude for the past, but being mindful and improving in the present. Um, so I feel like, cause I feel like growing up uh, or at least, at least like a few years ago, I had this idea where it's like happiness for me was Again, like I said, being grateful for what you've accomplished, for everything you've done, everything in your life, but moving on to that next step, mm-hmm. right? So it's yeah. or just like constantly improving because if you were just grateful about like everything you've done and then you did nothing else, you know, you're obviously plateauing. Um, and that doesn't give you a sense of accomplishment, a sense of a purpose or anything else. So I'd say, yeah, like uh, grateful for the past, being mindful and improving in the present. but. I like that a lot. All right. Uh, last question. You ready? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So how has your personal philosophy helped you navigate challenges or difficult situations? And how have you learned from those experiences? I would say, especially with like breath work and just deep breathing when I'm, I feel like before I didn't have any tools Besides prayer, I guess prayer would have been like the closest equivalent. Like if you're going through anxious or troubling times or um, if you're depressed, you know, um, you would go through prayer or meditation. And for me, like I I think like just being more mindful of the present, um, taking breaths when I'm feeling anxious and stressed and really um, enjoying life in the most mundane of aspects, I would say. Um, because a lot of times we're just kind of running through our lives and not paying attention Mm -hmm. to what's going on. And then by the time you retire, you're done. And again, you might die, you might be frail, you might have like five good years and you might've, you know, worked in your career, climbed the corporate ladder and you're done, you know? And so, um, I'd say like by incorporating some of these, 
ideas of impermanence, um, all these stoic virtues, meditation. Um, I try, I, I, again, I'm not perfect, but I try to be more mindful. Like with my own kids, I try to enjoy them. You know, they're not going to be young forever. Right. And, you know, if you want to keep them, if you want to, um, you don't want to fast forward life essentially, you know, yeah. it's like, um, you want to remember where the good times are and really embrace those good times in the moment when they're happening real time. Um, so I'd say that's kind of how I've applied some of these areas in my everyday life, but cool. Um, a little bonus question. What are some of the, uh, you mentioned mundane aspects. Uh-huh. Yeah. What are a few of those that you enjoy? Uh, some of the mundane aspects, uh, maybe I don't enjoy, but I like a tidy place, okay. you know, like I like, uh, maybe, I mean, cleaning's not the worst thing, you know, but I like things in their own place mm. and with kids, it's so difficult, <laughs> but, and so that's a part of my, like, again, like I, I let go of that, right? Like, I guess some of it's in my control, but you know, when I, when I'm working and stuff, it's out of my control. They are making who knows whatever mess is going on. But, but yeah, I'd say like those mundane things of like doing dishes or like tidying up the house, cleaning up, mowing the lawn, um, or even just like brief conversations with friends, coworkers, you know, just enjoying those aspects, um, rather than like living for the weekends kind of thing. Um, and so just trying to be mindful of each of those uh, each of those things every day. Right on, man. Awesome. Thanks for the answers. Well, thanks for the interview, Brennan. Um, and uh, this is for everybody else. If you like this, like and subscribe. And if you want to be featured on the podcast, uh, let me know. Uh, just send send me a message or a comment below, and we can get you scheduled for a Mindfully Stoic podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>